Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's about... I have these notes, but I gotta say I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V.I.G. The reggae, the reggaeton horn. The horn. When I'm in a bad mood, like, and I just play that sound, I'm automatically in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I've got the the thing about making it they're solid gold they've got the goods <laughs> they stand when they walk through the neighborhoods boom david not the humor and now I, i'm not sure i follow but i'll go ahead and accept that answer our feature presentation morning everybody brand new kevin and bean show it is wednesday morning the 11th of september mugs how did your uh how'd your mom react to the dodgers winning the division last night Oh, you know, it's the Orioles. They're terrible in their league and division. Whatever. Irrelevant, though. Dude, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter who you beat to win the division. You know, honestly, I don't have to worry about her watching the Dodgers anymore and making me upset because every time the Dodger game is on now, she turns on, like, these house uh, remodel shows all the time. So she doesn't even watch. She's not even watching anymore. No, she she just turned it off. That might be why they're winning. Yeah. She needs it, to keep not watching. Yeah. Is she we need to nervous? keep remodeling homes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Is she too tense, too too nervous about it? I think with everything that's happened these past two years for Dodger fans, which she mm-hmm. is not, she's just given up. She's just she's out. She can't go through it again. No. She's she's trying to she's trying to protect her heart from potentially losing another World Series. Yeah, but I mean it's it's funny. I mean, she's in the some of the last years of her life. I love my mom. Wow. She's not even that old. It's real dark. That she old. might die this year. I don't know, you guys. <laughs> she might not make it to the end of the season. Who knows? And she's missing the best years of her team ever. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That yeah. just happened. Oof. Oof. How old is your mom? My mom is 76 years old. Well, she is getting up there. She does not like that in bed, I'll tell you that. Oh, oh <laughs> watch yourself. What? My what? gosh. What uh, my mother. You call him dad. Oh. You show him some respect, Beer Muck. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? No. <laughs> well, she was, she was looking good at that uh, that wedding you went to, right? That was uh, Muggs' wedding, by the way. <laughs> I couldn't remember whose it was. <laughs> Do you remember the lead up to the wedding and how many times you told Muggs that you were going to bone his mother? Just because then I could look at him in the morning and go, Yep. 
This is a sick place to work. Yep. <laughs> and then you met her at the wedding and you thought, you know what? I think I really am. Wow. She's pretty. She's a She's pretty, pretty woman. Good looking lady. And then right? it happened. So and then that's it happened, all good, right? right. Mm-hmm. Feeling uncomfortable. Are you? Let me hear that about it. <laughs> Let me tell you all about uh, Brittany Thomas. She is a, a 17-year-old Australian uh, cricket player. And she fractured her thumb during a game in April of last year that required a, a simple surgery. Uh, it's not uncommon, right, for an athlete right. to no. fracture a thumb, right? No. So she uh, she went to the uh, you know she went in and she had it uh, had it set and she went home and uh, a few days later she had to go back to the hospital. She was just in excruciating pain, and they they unwrapped it and they found out that they had accidentally left the elastic tourniquet. On the thumb oh that they had God. put in place uh, for the surgery, and they had forgotten to take it off, even though they you know, they have a checklist for things like that, and they checked off that they did. Well, her thumb was essentially dead or close to it. Oh. That isn't worse. good for you. No, it's not good oh. for you at all. So they took her. You know, she went back to the hospital, and they said, "You are probably going to lose your thumb, but we're going to do everything we can to try to get some life back into it." So that first, is funny. It's really not. First, they applied uh, leeches to it to try to improve oh. the blood, which, by the way, is not gross at all. It's they gross do it to me. Yeah, totally. It's not gross. They mm-hmm. do it all over the world, and right. they have for thousands of years. You can't tell people if it's gross or not. I'm you telling you, say it's, it's not common. Gross. It's very common, and there's okay. nothing gross about it because it's effective, and it doesn't hurt. It didn't work. Okay. So then they sewed her her thumb to her groin in that hopes of... seems bad. Wait. It, Hold up. It also seems convenient, Allie. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now they're just joking with her. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're like, we're going to uh, just sew it to your ear. Why Why the groin? To grow more skin? In hopes of restoring the thumb's blood flow and nerve response. Now, we've heard situations ah. of this before where they've done that with people's ears or whatever. You know, they sew it to your arm. I mean, they just they look for a place that they can put it where they think it has the best chance of coming back to life. Well, so she's walking around with her hand basically sewn to her groin which must have been an awkward conversation at school. Hey, folks. For how long? Listen, I know we're on a date, but I need to get, tell you something right up front. <laughs> and the guy's like, I, I know. I, I'm looking at you. Well, it didn't work. So oh. they eventually had to amputate her thumb. Mm. Wow. And replaced it with her big toe. Oh, I, that's actually common. It is? is? It? Oh, yeah. Really? So, yeah. People so, walking around with just a, a, a toe as a thumb? Yeah, well, and some people look like they have that, but that's just how yeah, the thumb that's looks. The but Megan no, Foxing. that's common. Because wow. you would rather have a toe as a thumb than not have a thumb at all. Yeah. That's why, yeah. But does it work as a gripper? People ask me, oh, why does your thumb look so weird? And she's like, because it's not my thumb, it's my toe. Now, it has severely limited the use of her left hand, and her foot, of course, had to also be significantly altered in surgery to replace her big toe. Nope. They took a piece of her hip what? and created a new bone for her foot. Are they just building a new person? <laughs> <It sounds laughs> All because like someone made a mistake. Yes. Yeah, she's uh, she's not paying for any of this. I, mean, all, I hope she owns not. the place. I mean, basically, they left a rubber band on her thumb, and now they're having to do surgery. I mean, think about how many different places on her body now they've had to do had to do a procedure, right? Yeah. But uh, that's what she—that's what she's stuck with. She's probably never going to be able to play cricket again. By the way, and she was one of those really, really good players who thought she had a chance of one day going pro. That's what she wanted. She said it's. She can't even. Uh, she can hardly hit a cricket ball now. She can't even grip the bat. She says, her toe turned thumb cannot bend at the knuckle. 
So that's an awful, awful mm. thing to have happen to a young woman, isn't it? No kidding. It's not great. And it doesn't say, uh, this isn't America, so there hasn't been talk of a lawsuit yet. This is Australia, but I'm certain at some point there'll be some sort of remuneration, oh, right? I would assume I hope so. Yeah. I would assume it would be huge. Yeah. A uh, no. great article in The Atlantic called The Surgeons Who Make Toes Into Thumbs. Doctors Look South <laughs> to Replace the King of Digits. That's a thing. That's a thing you guys. Someone wrote that. Yes. By the way, wow. I, I am there for that headline. I know you are. The King of Digits. The that's, King of Digits. Let's add that to their King of Bedspreads. The King, <laughs> of, King of Beepers. The King of Beepers. Do you think that someone listening to us right now has a toe for a digit? I guarantee somebody does. Ah, wow. Yeah. That. Wow. I don't know how often that happens. Call now. I don't think it's that often, but I don't think it's that out of the realm that someone listening now or listening via podcast later is like, I got a toe thumb. Mm-hmm. And I, I they can't dial. You think anyone has a thumb of vagina? You think that happens? Uh, it so, was a groin. A thumb. What? It was a groin. It's, yeah, not, it's mm-hmm. a little different than yeah. a vagina. I think, we, I think we know what Kevin immediately thought about when he heard that. <laughs> well, that's being put it in my head when he goes, so it takes care of two birds with one stone. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just wondering if anyone, I literally genuinely want to know, is because I've never seen it. in. Per- I can't imagine. No. I haven't either. Hmm. I've not even heard of it. Yeah. Well, apparently, as Ali says, it is not uncommon. But I don't think it's what you hope for when you go to the hospital. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's your goal. <laughs> hey, when I come out, I hope I have a, a, a thumb instead of a, a, a toe. toe and, also well, part right. of my hip bone as a toe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, a, she's a mess. She's a mess indeed. You should put my, can you put the thumb in my butt? Don't play cricket. Just oh. grab that. That's the takeaway. need that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about today's Kevin Abicho, shall we? But he's got to have some fat hip-hop beats. <laughs> All right, you guys listen. You can't say you guys. What? You can't say, hey, you guys. Why not? How no come? longer acceptable. How come? Well, you're going to explain to us, B. Oh, I am. Yeah. Oh, I am. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was part right. of the tease. <laughs> All right. I will then. Can't say you guys. Hey, guys. You guys. Okay. okay. I feel like it must be offensive to someone. Of I course. guess we'll find yeah. out. I'll be listening to that segment. To you hosting that segment. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, then I'll hear it. Okay. <laughs> uh, B makes his guess. Yes. On the show today. Our favorite author, Brad Meltzer. Love He's the him. best. Back on the show today. He's got two books to talk about. Very excited well, about that. as we often point out, he writes books faster than we can read them. Yeah. Uh, and Dave Navarro and Billy Morrison will join us in studio. Whoa, that's a, that's a lot of uh, rock and roll power right there. Yes, it is. They have a uh, charity concert called Above Ground they're going to tell us about. And uh, we're going to talk to them about that. Very excited about that. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and you Rock Caracul. I have a question for you, Allie. Yeah. What's happening? Well, Bean, there's a lot happening. And I feel like this might be too early to start this crap. Uh-oh. It's only week two of the NFL. Are we already doing this? The rumors about who's playing the halftime show. Uh. I mean, <laughs> come on. It's in February. Yeah. It's week two. And this uh, gives me a much longer amount of time you to You know it's not going to be Weird yeah, Al. Mm-hmm. We can, I think we can just, just more safely that, say right now. More than that and you, move on. But I'm telling you, if they make the announcement later in the season, then mm-hmm. I can at least keep hope alive. No. Okay. Oh. My dreams are crushed. Hope but, if they, but if they announce it now, then I'm, uh, I've well, got nothing to look forward they're to. They're not announcing it now. These I will know, be rumors the, up until, you know... January or but whenever this, it is. This rumor sounds pretty legit. Does it? It does. I think so. Should I tell people what it is? Yeah. I mean, all right. I assume that's what you were leading up to. J-Lo is in talks to headline the halftime show at Super Bowl 54. 
Fans have been campaigning for the superstar to take the NFL stage for years, and the February 2020 championship game in Miami yeah. would be an ideal place to do it. She has ties to the city. Uh, her and her fiance, Alex Rodriguez, uh, he grew up there. They vacation there all the time. Uh, meanwhile, Jay Z, who partnered with the Football League in August, will consult on the halftime show. And he played coy about rumors that Lopez is in the running. He said, sometimes it may happen and it may wind up that the person is from the city that they perform in. Well, she's from the block. Yeah, right. She's not. She's not from Miami. Mm-hmm. He's also not saying. He's being very vague. He's yeah. playing coy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, look, I love you, Poppy. It's no Weird Al, but right. that's not. I mean, that's that fits. That's a reasonable, reasonable choice. Okay. I think, sure. don't you? I mean, and Jennifer Lopez's profile is going to be higher if that's possible than it's ever been because of this uh, this Hustlers movie. Mm-hmm. So very true. Yeah, it seems seems like a good fit for the city. Why not? And we need food at halftime, right? <laughs> wow. We need some time for food. Kevin I mean, is already making other Does everybody finish taking their nap? <laughs> she, <laughs> she, um, and she's a, a great performer. Sure. She's an absolute performer. Yeah. For sure. You're not going to be like, ooh, got to hear what notes she hits. No, you're watching yeah. her dance. You're right, seeing the right. whole show. Good times. I mean, guys. I barely know any of her songs. You know what I mean? She does not have hits that stick in your mind. True. With the exception of, you know. Jenny from the Block. Jenny from the Block, On the Floor, maybe a couple of them. But in general. It's one it's just, more than I had. <laughs> it's going to be a medley of songs I vaguely recognize. Maybe it'll sh- be Motown. That <laughs> yeah. went over well. Yeah. <laughs> She'll Good do a Gloria times. Stefan song, too, or something like that. Oh, that would be great. Oh, I would assume oh. Miami Sound Machine would come out. I, I think Don't that would be think? like their third Super Bowl. It would be. Yeah. It, Gloria Stefan. I'd like to say that's too many for them. Yeah. You really don't like. I dislike them greatly. Wow. The Sound Machine and Gloria or just the Sound Machine? I can't tell the difference. They Mm. they make the same music. Hmm. Mm. I I appreciate the Gloria Stefan, so. What about the Sound Machine? Oh, Oh, no, I don't. They're all racist. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Here. Wow. Kevin, don't you ever get the urge to come on and shake your body, baby, and do the conga? Why does Kevin hate Sound Machine? No, I don't. It's never? No. For the most part, I hate songs that count, too. I don't like one, two, three, four. <laughs> I don't need that nonsense. I hate songs, I hate that, songs count. that count. For the most part. That's a whole show. For the most part, I, I do. Never even... So weird. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other songs. The U2 song, it's like, uno, dos, tres, No, that's just the beginning, though. Oh, this what is it? in the lyrics. Mambo number five, you hate? Not a big fan. Okay. Rock around the clock. Yes, that yeah, that works. I saw her standing there. I, I saw her standing there. I'm not, I don't. The uh, Tiffany song? <laughs> I think we're alone now. I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah. no, no. The, the Beatles Tiff song. Beatles. I saw her standing there. Oh, I got you. Yeah. What other songs Two, have numbers? Three, four. I don't know. I just hate them. Every time they come, I don't know. I'll, I'll do oh some Oh my recent. gosh. Uh, one, 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 because you left. And two, two, two for my. Violent uh, Femmes. It's a rough one for me. Really? <laughs> he hates counting. I do. I, I forgot like what it was for. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. But, it, but I have to go through. But I have to you go through to one. All the way to I have eight. to go through one, two, and three, and all those before I get there. So, you, oh my gosh, you guys! How about, how about the twelve days of Christmas? Oh, yeah, good one. Eight, eight. Did nobody but, notice we were talking about the number eight? And he goes, "I have to get through one, two, three, and the rest of those." Can you not count? Is that what this is? That's Kevin? the problem. Is it reminds me? It reminds me that I'm one, unable two, to three, count. And the rest of those, whatever they are. <laughs> Kevin can only learn the first half of those songs. Oh my god. 
God, I love it so much. So you must have, it must have been traumatic for you to watch Sesame Street as a kid when, every time The Count would come on, right? Yeah, but it was The Count. He was cool. Yeah, he was pretty cool. He was all right. Okay. Wow. This, uh, Kevin, God damn it. This was yeah. unexpected. Yeah, we're going to have to dig deeper to this at no time. <laughs> I, I have enjoyed this What's Happening. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Moby, Harry Connick Jr., Taraji P. Henson, and Ludacris. Give me Luda. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, uh, one week from uh, this morning, by the way, uh, Wednesday, September 18th at the Hollywood Park Casino, our man Beer Mug is going to be down there. It's the Rambo Last Blood. Blood Drive. We call it Rambo Give Blood. See what we did there? The movie is in theaters on September the Rolls 20th. <laughs> the movie is in theaters. Sense now. Should have heard, <laughs> heard the other options we gave them. <laughs> on September 20th, and we are encouraging you to stop by the Hollywood Park Casino and do your bit. Beer Mug, you're going to have tons of great prizes to give away, including uh, Not Scary Farm tickets and lots of concert tickets and more. You can get all the details at Kirok.com, but we would appreciate it very much if you would save some lives by donating blood one week from this morning at the Hollywood Park Casino. By the way, he's uh, t- he would never say this about himself, but Bean gives blood so often that sometimes they go, it hasn't been a month yet. Wow. Yeah, 56 days you have to wait. <laughs> or whatever. Although I will tell you that I am uh, devastated that I have to wait in the state of Louisiana. They won't let you give blood within a year of getting a tattoo. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. So I have been sitting out right now. The queen and hates it, you giving blood. It mm-hmm. pains me. Mm. I saw this piece on a, uh, a uh, uh, Twitter account that I follow called Now This, which is news. You guys probably look yeah. at it mm-hmm. as well. That's very- the one where I found the thing about the toilet seat. And the toilet paper, same place. Way too excited to share that. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. What we said, it doesn't help to put toilet paper on the toilet seat. Then we oh, asked Dr. Drew. Oh, yes, yes, same oh, place. So wow. I'm saying, let's take it with a grain of salt. Okay. <laughs> well, this is just one woman's opinion, but she seems to be speaking for others when she says that the colloquial greeting of, hey guys, or hi guys, is something that should be phased out because not everybody in the audience is guys. Doesn't it just mean a group, though, at this point? Well, that's what we would argue is that it has become a word whose meaning has changed throughout the years, and now it just means, hey, people in the room. Yeah. But what she's pointing out is you are marginalizing people in the room who are not guys, also known as women, that it's unfair to women to lump them in together. You're not even acknowledging their existence. You're, in fact, excluding them by saying, hey, guys. But let me just... Before you play the audio, let me just bring this up. Allie, when we say hey guys in an email, you're included. We know you're female. I write hey guys. You do? Okay. I'd say hey well, guys to my female friends at lunch. Hey guys. It's more, it's, not, even, it's not a literal saying right. anymore. No. Yeah. Right. And what I, are we supposed to say? Hey friends. Not well, everyone's a friend. Right. Let's, let's find out. Guys is a simple term. It could mean boys or if you're modern, <clears throat> hip. It means people. At first glance, guys seems inviting, friendly, maybe warm, even comedic at times. But it, like many male default terms, should not be normalized as an all-encompassing phrase, innocent as it may seem. While we may understand the word means no real harm, with a deeper look, you'll understand that we've been ignoring the cognitive impact on women as well as gender non-conforming folks by only explicitly addressing the male identifying individuals present. Okay, so what she's saying, translating here, is she's saying, it doesn't really seem offensive at all, but if you really think about it, isn't there some way we can make it seem <laughs> offensive? <laughs> is this political correctness gone wrong yes. or is this accurate? This is stupid. 
I mean, mean, a lot of guys saying this is stupid. (laughs) And they're all white. Uh, Yep. (laughs) You just made it worse, Kevin. All right, more please. Of course we claim it's colloquial, but with our elevated knowledge and inclusive perspective, it just seems lazy, inconsiderate, and a small part of what reinforces the gender hierarchy today. So, again, translating, she's saying, because we're so woke now here in 2019, we should know better. We should be examining these things. That's right. A lot of teens are dropping their verbs. <laughs> Thank you, Slagman. And by the way, we also we also just say he in, a lot of times when it could we don't know the sex of the person. It's just the default. usually it's something bad, and most of the time it's a guy. No, the default <laughs> the default is he. You know what should the president do if he is impeached? You know, and people would go, "Well, well the president he's a could." Man. No, I'm not saying this specific one. I'm just saying that as an example. If you're t- just talking it's about constitutional, because they've all been men. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> because of internalized misogyny, like saying, "Hey guys, hey guys." Wait, but if I said, How hey, is- yes. hey men," in an email, "Hey uh-huh. men." Just that's, as bad. That's, that's terrible. Well, that's no, different. No, I feel like that's different, too. That that's is. a separate that's thing. Different. I yeah. don't think we should be making these two things have the same definition. I agree with you. Okay. I, I agree with you. But bad lady does not. Okay. How is one to feel empowered to speak or assert themselves when upon greeting they're misgendered or even ignored in language? Can we be surprised that for decades women often felt uncomfortable asserting their voice when we didn't even take the time to properly acknowledge them. By the way, if there is, in fact, one woman listening who agrees with this person that that they feel slighted by Hey Guys, I'd love to hear from you. You can call yeah. right now, 1-800-520-1067. I'd like, if, to say, I'm, I'd like to say this as far as that last statement. Um, guys didn't appreciate women's abilities for a long, long time. And mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with saying Hey Guys. It was just, I'm a guy, so I'm better. That's a male but he, she's saying Same. that, I mean, not to play devil's advocate for something I think is dumb, but she's saying that because we've used even the slightest innocent term like, hey, guys, that's what has helped create that, that helped uh, us culture. Get to, okay. Yes, yes. But also... I'm going to put on my jams. <laughs> Let's also remember that the person telling us about this is a woman, too. You know what I mean? I'm not sure that's the point. Hey, okay. guys, uh, listen. <laughs> Actually. I'm not offended, per se, if someone lumps me in with the guys. I'm sure there's really no malintent. In fact, if you and your friends want to freely address each other, by all means. I just want you to know that you're one small step away for making a more conscious effort to dismantle the patriarchy. we got to dismantle the patriarchy, you guys. She's not wrong. I don't about say that. you guys. That's actually Dude, you correct. You just said you guys. guys. Yeah, I did say you guys. It's right. weird how much malintent um, sounds like male intent, though. <laughs> Never noticed that until this story. All right, I think she has some suggestions, if I know where we are oh, on the great. tape, on, on what we should be saying instead of hey guys. So, what can you do? Substitute one hey guys with a simple good morning, everyone. Hi, y'all. Folks. I'm not saying y'all. I'm not saying y'all. I need hey y'all and hey folks. I'm not saying folks need or it. y'all. I'm not need saying it. either of those. Need it. I will say hey guys and girls first hey, can, before can I say Can I give a suggestion? Yeah. Hey folks. <laughs> Everybody, scholars, team if you're at work, campers if you're in the forest. All right, I'm going to start using campers. I'm campers only if use... you're in the forest. Hey oh. campers. How, how do you feel about hey team, by the way? Fine. But okay. I think that that will come out organically just like Hey Guys comes out. It's the same definition for me. Yes. It just it doesn't seem like it's a slight for real. Yeah. It just seems like one of those one person thinks this way. 
If I'm wrong, I could be wrong. But I know. This totally went ghost on me. I mean, she. I agree with Jensen, though, that she is trying to make a bigger point, which is, have we ever even thought about it? Maybe the conclusion is that there's nothing wrong with hey guys, but she's saying, isn't it at least worth thinking about whether that's cool or not? You know what I mean? I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with re-examining the terms that we use, I think is what she's saying. And we may, the conclusion may be that we're fine, that there's no reason to change. All right, almost done. Bay hive because it's always appropriate. You can also yeah, that's just a joke. That's, a joke. that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Yes. She was saying, you know, like, hey, campers, hey, folks, bay hive. Yeah, meaning Beyonce. Beyonce. But that's a Beyonce. joke. Let her, yeah. let her get away with the joke. All right. Uh, not a good bay one. Bay hive. Right. It's always appropriate. Well, women aren't funny, too, by the way. Let's keep <laughs> Jesus, babe. You can also just find ways to insert people's names and address everyone present. And when in doubt, say nothing at all. Hey. All right, there you go. So, hey. Just hey? Just hey. Mm. I like hey, y'all. That's my favorite. (laughs) That's what you're going with? Mm -hmm. All right, shall we uh, take a call real quick? Yeah. All right, who do we have here? Which one do we have? I'd say line three. Let's, yeah, let's do line three. Let's talk to Tamra. She's in Sunland. She's up on the Kevin Beach Show. Hi there. Tamra. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Morning. How are you? Oh, guys, oh, excuse me. Don't I'm so offended. Because Allie's here. She can be offended. Oh, I'm hurt. What say you about this discussion? Well, as a 52-year-old woman, I have grown up saying, hey, guys. But in the last year or two, I do find myself thinking twice about it when I send out emails at work, especially because I work with mostly women. So it, it really, it does strike me as, not appropriate so i do try and say hey everyone or just hey like uh the the reporter just said give it all hey hey y'all you ever go that way hey y'all i i don't but if i was from friday night light Tammy Taylor, I would say, hey, all, all Great the time. reference. Good reference. Um, <laughs> I, do, I, I just want to I say I do understand being aware of it, and I think that if you change it out, good for you. And I, that's not. I don't think that's the bad thing. I think the bad thing is condemning anyone who's doing it because no, obviously. but I, I think you were right, Jensen, when you said that it is one of those things that over time, with when you add it to all the other misogynistic things that happen in our society, it does leave women feeling left out so uh, in and of itself it's a very small thing that that isn't a huge deal but with all the other things combined it it just adds to to that feeling of being left out as a woman i mean she she's the woman here i mean i think that is well said tamara we appreciate you listening i know we're late but please let's talk to erica real quick line five she's in north hollywood we'll try to make it fast erica thank you so much for calling you think what okay (laughs) i think you should not use guys at all because if I say to you, hey, girls, does that include you? If you're well, talking to us, depends yes. Depends on what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so you're flipping it and saying, how would men feel if everybody, yes. if we were always referred to as hey, girls? But I, I will, but I will I, say yeah. that that doesn't have the same history, though. It hasn't been used for decades to become a colloquialism. Hey, girls is kind of still literal, I think. But hey, guys, isn't. That's the thing is, hey, you don't yeah. think but, I'm but, talking but, to but, all male but, people but when you saying, say, hey, guys. But she's saying the idea that it's a uh, all-encompassing term when it doesn't include 
girls or women is the problem. But you're not excluding girls by saying it. You're just not. What if instead of saying guys, girls, whatever, I just walk in a room, men, women in there, and I go, what up, my bitches? I love it. I think that works. Can we agree on that? Can we agree on my bitches? That's it. That's it. That's it. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time for Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for me makes us guess. Yes. I just, I just don't see how noted how penis slapping has anything to do with me makes us guess. I don't know why that's in the intro at all. We have been uh, real lucky uh, this last couple of weeks to have some of the uh, great uh, stand-up comedians uh, in the studio with us. Bill uh, Burr was just in with us this week. We had Anthony Jessup in last week. And we were talking with both of them, among other topics, about their favorite stand-up comedians. And that's why I thought this list from Ranker.com was so interesting. They have almost a million votes on this topic. Wow. The greatest stand-up comedians of all time. Mm. Now, I know a ton of names are going to rush to your head because there's some real obvious ones that would be on anybody's list. If you love comedy, there are some comedians you certainly love. So we're going to spread it outside the top 10 this time. Oh, all right. Give you a point for top 20. So it's going to be a high scoring game. But who see, let's find out who is going to win. Kevin, as we always do, you are at the uh, head of the table. What's your first guess, please? Kramer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Seinfeld, that dude. That, that, that dude, he got in trouble with the guy. That he was one, yelling at Yeah, that mm-hmm. one chunk he did at the Laugh Factory Remember? or whatever. Yeah, I mean, technically, technically, Michael Richards, the actor who plays Kramer, is a stand-up comedian, but I'm sorry, is okay. not considered among the greatest of Probably all time. Probably 21st. No. Uh, no. Uh, beer mug. George Mother Effin Carlin. Yeah! I mean, sure, number one. Oh, only number <laughs> sure. one. Only number one. Allie is about to give us what I, I suspect her guess is going to be number two. Richard Pryor. Number two, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Allie. Yeah, Mug. Here comes the number three answer from Kevin. <laughs> get it. Number three is Armenian comedian. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what? Surprisingly, he did not make mm. the list. You need I'm... to go to Dr. Good College to understand all of you, you stupid heads. <laughs> <laughs> How did he not make the list? That's my point. All right, Muggs, I'm going to be disappointed if uh, either you or Ali miss any on this list in the first few rounds here. He's been coming up a lot lately in stories because of his comeback, possibly, but Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is number five on the list of the greatest stand-ups of all time. Well done. Two points for uh, Muggs. Allie? Jerry Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld is number eight. Well done. Two to two. Kevin? Paul Blart. <laughs> not, not even a comedian. I think he is. I don't think. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Muggsy, remember in that movie though when he slid, and he yeah. came up short a little bit in yeah. the glass. In the glass. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
And this it, is, the, how, how far does this go back, Bean? I it's mean, of, all, of all time. Of all time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sam Kinison, question mark. Sam Kinison, question mark. Uh, no. Really? Have we already forgotten Sam yeah, Kinison, by the way? Legend. That, he was a legend. He, I think I would put him on my list, the top 20, for sure. Yeah. All right, Allie, your chance to take the lead. Uh, it's weird, but do people consider him a stand-up? Because he did stand-up. Uh, We're going to need a name. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? Mel Brooks is much further down on the list. Uh, I remember him being just outside the top 25. Okay. But yes, not uh, not top 20. Kevin. Roseanne Mother Effin Bar. <laughs> That's a great guess. Thank you. What? Not on the list. I'm sorry. Again, this is a million, almost a million votes at Ranker.com, well, the greatest stand comedians of all time. All right, we still got a tie game. You're up next, Muggs. Can you do that for a brother? Chris Rock. Chris Rock is number wow. four. <laughs> we also have to do the impression now. <laughs> wow. Chris Rock is number four. So you guys have gotten one, two, four, and five. Well done. Allie, you're going to have to get this one to, to, to stay tied. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Yes, there you nice. go. Number three. Dave Chappelle is number three. Um, you guys agree with that, by the way? Should he be that high, or is that just a factor of him being hot now? Yeah, he's not on my top, maybe top five, but... I think he would be on mine, but uh, mm-hmm. it's probably a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Kevin. Wee Man. Oh. Because he's never... <laughs> he, played, <laughs> he played our foolishness like three <laughs> times. That's not uh, Brad Williams. Brad Williams. Brad Williams. Brad Williams. Brad Williams. What? Brad Very different. Uh, he was in Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> no, not the same guy. That was Peter Dinklage, Allie. Oh, all time. Uh, let's go. Oh, my God. All time. Oh, my God. I'm Stop just... saying those words. Oh, my God. Uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr is... Uh, nine, 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 nine. Hold on. He better nine. be in the top 20. That's ridiculous. He is number nine. Oh, yes. He is number nine. Well done. Oh, he takes this very mm. seriously. He does. On fire. Uh, Allie. Uh, gone but not forgotten and one of the founders of Comic Relief. Let's go Robin Williams. Let's go number nice. six oh. on the list is Robin Williams. Yeah. All right. Final round. Oh, Kevin, crap. your last guess, please. Donald Trump. <laughs> Argue that one, bitch. Come on. It's a different kind of hilarious. Hey, are we at a t- are we tied between we are. Oh, we are. Okay. All right, Muggs, this is your chance to take the lead briefly. I couldn't get no respect. Rodney yes. Dangerfield. Number 11. Yeah. A great impression as well. All right. Well done. Allie, are we going to end in a tie or is Beer I'm, Mug winning? I'm going to tell you right now, if this man is not on here, throw out this list okay. and go F yourself. Mr. Don Rickles. Uh, number 13 on the list. Oh, yes, wait, he certainly right. is. All right. Tie game. Here's your top 20, the greatest stand-up comedians of all time via uh, Ranker.com. Number 20, Jim Carrey. Number 19, Red Fox. Number 18, Kevin Hart, which I'm surprised nobody came up with, by the way. Number yeah. seven, number 17, Louis Black. Number 16, Jim Gaffigan. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Then Stephen Wright. Stephen mm-hmm. Wright. Then Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Don Rickles. Mitch Hedberg was at number Mitch, 12. Mitch, of course. Then Rodney Dangerfield. Number 10. William uh, he, Hung. He would be in my top 10 also. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Then Bill Murr, Jerry Se- Bill Burr, excuse me, Jerry Seinfeld, and I think the only one that didn't uh, you guys didn't come up with in the top ten for understandable reasons, Louis C.K. is at ah, number seven. Yes. Then Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor, and George Carlin. It's another tie. Well done, Beer Mug. Well done, Allie. Sorry, Kevin. This How has been you. Bean Makes His Guess. Bean Makes His Guess, yeah.
is the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I think we're all driven to win because we play in a way, because we wear a Dodger uniform. We got the right guys every single day to go out there and prove that we're the best team in the National League. The most important thing for this ball club, this organization, is, is winning in 2019. I mean, if that's what you're looking for. You know, um, I shouldn't say this because you guys are going to accuse me of pooping on the seven in a row. The Braves won 14 divisional titles in a row at one point. Uh, okay. Calm down, Mama Mug. Wow. <laughs> Way to take no, the air out of the studio, man. No, but I'm just saying it's just shocking, though. It's just shocking to think about what your division, even seven times in a row, is a remarkable run, isn't it? I mean, it would be a better run. <laughs> That's if what we you would... won the World Series. Um, I will say this: uh, this is the second earliest date any team has clinched the NL West title mm-hmm. behind the 1975 Reds, who Very clinched impressive. on September 7th. And guess what? They went on to do that year: lose oh. the World Series. Won the World oh, Series. Oh, so right. there's a little stat for you, bitches. I love it. I'm very excited by that. <laughs> and I'm also very excited by one of our all-time favorite guests back on the phone. He's the number one New York Times bestselling author. Brad Meltzer joins us with a couple of new books. Hey, Brad, how are you, buddy? Uh, I am good. I'm happy for you guys because I will tell you that we have a friend's bat mitzvah to come to. And my son, who could care less about going to this event or going to see our friends or being a good person has focused on the fact that the first round in the Dodgers playoffs will be when we're there. And he's like, screw them all. We're going to the game. And And by the way, my son is right. He's He's doing the right thing. You raised him well. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's all he cares about. He's like, we should just leave early and we're going to the game. and, And he's making his pitch. Would you ever consider that, Brad? Oh, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. <laughs> I mean, so you're just going to dip. Is, it actually ends on the way the timing works. We could we could miss the the national anthem, but I bet we'll make uh, the first inning. Right. Fantastic. Well, you'll be one of the first people there then. So congratulations. All right, <laughs> Brad, we're super psyched to have you back on your series of books. Well, I'll let you give us the uh, the elevator pitch for po- folks who haven't heard us talk to you about these wonderful children's books that you do. Yeah, you know, um, I started this series because I was tired of my kids looking at people who are famous for being famous. And I wanted to give them better heroes to look up to. Heroes of character, heroes of kindness, of compassion, of perseverance. And uh, we started, as you know, thanks to you guys, with I'm Amelia Earhart and I'm Abraham Lincoln. We did a whole line of children's books. I'm Rosa Parks and Albert Einstein. And we did Jack Robinson for my son who loves baseball so much. And we did Lucille Ball and Billie Jean King. And Jim today Hansen. we finally released our two uh, two of our biggest requests. The number one request we've ever had for any hero, we released I Am Walt Disney. And with that, I Am Mercury. So we finally get to uh, to approach Disneyland and Disney World. That is interesting. And I know you've been a lifelong Disney fan yourself. Um, Walt Disney, is there a lot that we don't know about him? Well, that, you know, the thing about Walt Disney, he's, he's one of the great American success stories. And we think that everything is happily ever after in the Disney planet. And, and of course, you know, we got the Magic Kingdom. But what I love about his story is how hard it was 
when Walt Disney is a little boy, his father doesn't even care and is not excited by the fact his son can draw so well. It's his aunt who says, keep drawing and buys him things to pads to draw on. And as, as Walt gets Walt's older, a fraud. <laughs> right? I mean, right. It's unbelievable. But, but what I love, though, is as he gets older, he starts his first film company. He's 21 years old. It's a total disaster. It's not easy. In fact, he goes, they say you're going to have to declare bankruptcy. He's sleeping in his office. He's taking a bath once a week in the train station, which is never good for anybody. But I want my, right. I want my kids to know though, that when you chase a big dream, you may fail, but when you get back up again, that's how you fly. Whoa. Brad Meltzer, you're such a delight. I don't Whoa. know how to follow that with anything. No. I seriously. No, that's... but that's but and that's the thing though is we need to teach our kids that, right? Like Walt Disney, when he's Walt Disney, one of my favorite stories that I didn't know is he comes up with this idea for a cartoon mouse. He's like, I got it. We're gonna call him Mortimer Mouse, and they're like, his wife says Mortimer. That's a horrible name. That's really what she says. A horrible name. She says, why? She says, why don't you name him? I got an idea. Why don't you name him Mickey? And that's how the world gets Mickey Mouse. Wow. And it's not, oh, he's it's a not, fraud. It's not, some, oh, right. it's not some overnight success, though, right? It's like what he does is the first Mickey cartoon doesn't even sell. But Walt Disney, you know, these books are not about history. They're illustrated kids' books, but they're about values. Mm-hmm. And they're about character. And I want my kids to know Disney's superpower is that whatever his this guy just will never give up on his dream he will chase it and chase it and chase it and i need, i want my kids to know that at every level there is if a I'm lot being, of talk i'm sorry go ahead oh i'm if i'm being honest if we called him morty that's kind of cute morty mouse well morty i don't think mouse. that's the, i don't think we're going oh, back that's to try and, take away no. okay sorry go on Allie trying to take all the credit <laughs> away from a woman again <laughs> <laughs> brad what what does drive me crazy a lot of times is people who win Oscars, people who win Grammys, they say, believe in your dream, blah, blah, blah. But there's there's not a lot of talk about you're going to get knocked on your ass many, many times. And that is important to know because you are. No, and listen, I, I, I firmly believe that my kids, all of our kids learn more by falling off the bike than being on it. That's what you learn. I push my kids off the bike, Brad. (laughs) You thankfully don't have to. Of course you did. The thing that we have to to realize, of course, is, you know, we want to wrap our kids in bubble wrap. We want nothing bad to happen to them. And, and of course, we don't want anything bad to happen to them. But if all you do is teach them about the good side, they never find the muscles to get them through the heart. And it's the same, you know, I, I just think, you know, we have a tradition in my house once a year. We do it every year. And I live in Florida, and what we do is on the way to school in carpool, since my kids are little, instead of going to school one day a year, we drive past the school. They don't know what day it's going to be, and we drive straight to Disney World. Oh, nice. the reason we, Right? And the reason we do it is, is to bribe I want them. My kids to know, I want my kids to know that every day you can have magic in your life. And that's what Walt Disney stands for for me. It's, it's not about the merchandise nor the theme parks. It's about the idea that, you know, when I was five years old, Guys like Jim Henson and Mr. Rogers and Walt Disney taught me you could use your creativity to put good into this world. And our I Am series, the Ordinary People Change the World series, that's all we're trying to do is we're trying to use our own creativity today to put some good into this world. Brad driving to school every day and then, like, lightly tapping the brakes. The kids are like, oh, man, not today. (laughs) Not today.
So my, kid, my kids though are hard. They're literally like, it's today the day, it's today the day. They, they're excited every day. And so, finally, they're, you know. So they're disappointed they're, they're, 364 days out of the year. That's, that's right, exactly they're miserable the takeaway. The it's literally the opposite of my life, where for the first six years, my parents told me Disneyland had closed. Oh, <laughs> Hey, Brad, um, I don't want to give the short shrift. Unfortunately, we're going to be out of time here in a minute. I don't want to give the short shrift to your other book today. I am uh, Marie Curie because I love her so much. I, and uh, as you know from the research. You know, she won two Nobel Prizes in different disciplines. She's one of the most significant scientists of all time. And I bet that is going to resonate a lot with the young women, you know, the young women of STEM of the future, I imagine, when they see this book, right? And, and her, you know, Marie Curie has denied her whole life what she wants is to be a scientist. And why? Because she's a woman. And what I love is she never lets it stop her. I want my daughter to have that lesson. I want my sons to have that lesson. That's what my, my Marie Curie is about. Yeah, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal story. And uh, spoiler alert, she dies of radiation poisoning. So. Wait, can I just tell you one thing? Wait, wow. let me just tell you that last night at the at the book event, I said, did anyone know who Marie Curie is? A little girl in the front row raises her hand. And I said, who is she? She says, oh, she won the Nobel Prize and she studied. She gave us the word radioactivity. And then because of her discoveries, her husband died because of them. And I was like, yes. That Yes, dear, that is exactly what love will get you. It will murder your husband. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Both books are available wherever you get your books at all retailers and online. I am Walt Disney and I am Marie Curie, which are the latest in the wonderful series that should be in every listener's uh, homes, by the way, if you've got kids. They are tremendous. Even if you don't books. have kids. You know, I, learned, I learned a lot about stuff by reading <laughs> well, his books. I'm going to tell you, the I am Jim Henson sits on my coffee table and people that come over pick up that book and they're like, this is so cool. Cool. Yep. I'm like, I have no kids. Kevin and Bean, Book Club Wednesday. Brad, we love you, and thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you again soon. And when you come out for the playoffs, please come in and see us. If I come in Friday, I'm going to come do that. I love you guys. Okay, man. Talk thank to you, you soon. Bye-bye. Bye now. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. So, Allie's What's Happening here on Wednesday morning on K-Rock. Well, now's that time of year where different amusement parks start doing their, their competitions to win free stuff type of thing. Mm-hmm. We're talking Six Flags Great America's Maryland location. They want six brave couples to do something that some might find a little bizarre. They're inviting couples to spend 30 hours confined in a partially closed coffin with each other. Mm. This is for their new Fright Fest 2019. The couples can be lovers, friends, siblings, cousins, just two people. You're going to be in the coffin together from 3 p.m. on September 27th to 10 p.m. On September 28th. How many hours is that? Uh, it's 3 p.m. until 10 p.m. the following day. <laughs> so 30. 24 plus 7. 31. Well, 31. 31 hours. Okay. Woo! Alex! Thank you! <laughs> Isn't that yeah. creepy? I just got math right. Here's the thing. I can't imagine that. You're going to be exposed to fog. Dramatic lighting, flash photography, extreme weather conditions, and Fright Fest ghouls lurking around in the darkness. You're not going to be sleeping much. Here are the rules. No smartphones, watches, earbuds, headphones. That's bogus. Yeah, so if you were thinking, oh, I'll just listen to music or I'll just watch a TV show. No, 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 no. You got to be looking at the ghouls. You have to bring a record player in. You know That's what it, not it, been it does not say that. You could only listen to Monster Mash for the entire time. <laughs> oh, my God. I give up now. Um, if anyone breaks the rules, you're disqualified. There will be bathroom and meal breaks. This sounds just ridiculous. It's basically you get to just lay down and take a nice snooze. With your sister, too, by the way. It could be your sister or cousin. It could be either. Could okay. be. Uh, the last remaining couple 
will split six hundred dollars. No, and then, <laughs> but they'll get two twenty twenty gold season passes to the park and a fright night fest package. But I laughed so hard when I said the remaining couple will split six hundred dollars. What? Mm-hmm. But the rest of the stuff the rest is, of it's cool. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Okay. Did you guys in your radio career, Kevin Orbean, ever do like a hands on a hard body? We did a live in it to win it, where yeah. we put four people inside a brand new VW Beetle mm-hmm. and had see who could stay in there the longest for a week. Yeah, for a week. Un and there were four, and they all stayed. They oh. all stayed except for Big Tad, who had to leave for health reasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, his no. legs started to swell up too much. So then we went to K-Rock. Oh, no. We went to K-Rock back in the day when K-Rock had money. And we said, hey. Give them the cars. We should give all four of them. And they did. Whoa. Whoa. All four of them won cars. That's Very nice. different time. Very yes. different. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's what was cool about it, Jensen, is because we, you know, we called it off after a week. And we said, okay, this is insane. But what we're going to do is rock, paper, scissors for the winner. So when we showed up that oh. day, that's what they thought that's in the so car, cool. is that we were going to do rock, paper, scissors, and only one of them could win mm-hmm. after then, a week how yeah, bad would you right? be and then all four of them got a car it was wonderful well, except That's for big rad. tad yeah oh, no, he got, no we just put him in there they got circulation the, issues oh, <laughs> to put the make the real contestant big tad's, miserable. big tad's the only loser by the way i think we also put oh. the armenian comedian in there for a little bit we're oh torturing them oh my gosh yeah, and we were them. playing horrible music as loud as we could like we were really torturing them oh it's great and, and they did well wow and they all got a car all right good stuff Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about this um, yet untitled Lakers project that they have going. It's going to be Who's a, they, the Lakers. Uh, it's HBO. Oh, okay. And uh, we're going to be talking about who was just signed on to play Jerry Bus. Oh, all right. Some good stuff is what I'm saying. <laughs> you all right, pups? You okay back there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Harry Connick Jr., happy birthday. Happy birthday to Moby, Taraji P. Henson, and Ludacris. What? Yeah, that's what's <laughs> happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I would be really, really angry if I bought the iPhone 10 last mm-hmm. like last week. Say last week. Oh. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, right? Here's the problem. Even if you're like, I can't spend the money on the 11, <laughs> you know, like I get that because it's very expensive. Right. But also the 10 goes down in price the day the 11 comes out. <laughs> True. So <laughs> that's also an issue, just the pricing. But so you paid what the 11 is coming out at. Yeah. <sighs> mugs. Okay. Oh, mugs. Mugs paid for the 10 last week what the 11 will be when it comes out <laughs> and more money than the 10 will be in a week. That's right. right. Yeah. So it's a, win, it's a win-win is how I read it. Uh, for yes. Apple. Yes. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Damn it. Guys, uh, when these uh, Apple announcements happen, there's a lot of uh, stuff that makes headlines, and then there's some other stuff that maybe you don't hear about, because there's a lot. There's a lot of information up on that stage, and uh, that's why our friend Ashley Escada is always standing by to fill us in on what we missed. Ashley, welcome back. How are you? I I am good. How is everybody? We are great. You're, uh, you're, Mugs isn't great. Mugs, Mugs is not, not great. Except for beer mug. Yeah, except for beer mug. I'm very much enjoying... You better dig up that receipt. You better dig it up. <laughs> I'm uh, very much enjoying your uh, your Instagram stories on your on your little baby. It's uh, It's been adorable. It's been fun watching. He's a delight. He's about 98% cheeks. 
So it's uh, yeah, he's got some good. It does. Well, congratulations! You have a beautiful family. So I know that uh, technically you uh, you're on maternity leave, but I know that you also can't stop yourself by seeing what's going on when there's a big announcement like Tim Cook had yesterday. What was your first takeaway from the Apple special event? After it was over, uh, I asked my baby what he thought, Mm -hmm. and he just let out a big poop noise. So I assume that's. I assume that's kind of how I felt. So that's your review as well? (laughs) (laughs) Not not impressed. Like, you know, it it was fine. I mean, you know, it was very iterative uh, again. Like, and I think we're sort of hearing that, like, the big kind of iPhone redesign is sort of slated for 2020. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they really just focused. I mean, for iPhones especially, they focused on it's all cameras, cameras, cameras. Uh, we put some cameras in your cameras. You can camera while you camera. <laughs> and um, that's, they, they pulled an exhibit on us. They might as well have just dragged exhibit access to have done that whole segment. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was you know, it, it's, it's pretty iterative. And I think I, think I don't Apple know that word. I'm is, sorry. I don't know what iterative is. It's sort of, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a riff on what came before. Oh, so, I see. Um, so, you, you know, Beer Mug may feel a little screwed by buying iPhone 10, but, but honestly, it's, there's not a, that he's missing out on. I mean, these new phones don't have 5G. Uh, they still have a lightning uh, port instead of a USB-C port. Uh, there's still a lot of things that they don't have. So but Ashley, uh, I could take slow flat. fees. You know... What is a slow fee? Allie, Except what the I'm hell is... Right now. I, want Allie, I want Allie to be taking nothing but slow fees on her Instagram stories. Uh, it's the her hair dumbest thing I've in. ever heard. What is it? Explain it. It's a slow it selfie. A slow That's it? motion That's exactly selfie. what it says? Okay. A slow yeah. motion selfie, yes. So dumb. Why do we need that? Why so do we need that? So it'll be like... Um, It'll like a Beyonce kind of w- wiping her hair back or like something. Like the fan going. Yeah. It yeah, could yeah, be yeah. one of those. Yeah, get your hair fans out, everybody, because right. that's <laughs> what we're going to I'm doing do. that first thing. Ashley, forgive me I for bet. asking this potentially dumb question, but I get... I get the the excitement years ago of a, a camera on the front and a camera on the back because it gives you more options. What's the deal with a triple camera system? Like, what's the third camera for? So this new system that they have, they have, there are three cameras on the back of the iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone 11 Pro Max. So these are the two higher-end flagship models. The 11, uh-huh. uh, is, which is the baseline, will only have two lenses. Um, and on so on the iPhone 11, which is the baseline model, mm-hmm. that will be two lenses, one of them being an ultra-wide lens. So you can zoom way out. Oh, okay. On okay. The, on, on the two flagship models, which are the, the 11 Pro and the 11 Pro Max, there will be three lenses. So there'll be that standard lens, um, a, a super wide lens, and a telephoto lens. So oh, a zoom oh. lens. Oh, do we need that? That's No, that's cool. Do we? I mean, it's really cool. And and one of the things they showed off that I actually really liked um, because I tend to interview people sometimes uh, with video is they had a setup where you could do a multicam. So oh. it would record both sides at the same time. And so they had an iPhone set up between two actors talking to each other. And they said, oh, this is going to be great for filmmakers um, because then you won't have to. That's your coverage. You basically just I'm set just, it right between two people and they can fill it. I'm just going to guess I'm never going to be able to pull that off. That is always gonna look that's a you know, great I, feature. Yeah. Great feature, but for, you know, prosumer or even professional use, you know. So I'm sure there'll be some, there's always some filmmakers out there who uh, use iPhone, uh, you know, in the last few years to make 
right. uh, short features, mm-hmm. which is and they're Soderberg, fantastic. Yeah. They're actually yeah. really good. So yeah, um, so yeah, we we may see uh, even more of that coming coming out. It, it, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of camera features. That's, it was funny. That was a big thing. Yeah, it was funny. They go this and this is what you could do with the camera, and they show like a movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. and with a jib and like all those streets were watered yeah. down and like they had all these rented 1940s cars in the movie. I was like. No, no, no. None of my movies will look like that. Like, no, I, it's going to no. be me This is what you walking. can do with an iPhone if you have a, if you have a Hollywood backlot. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That would help, yeah. However, uh, when you say telephoto lens, I just think, oh, close your curtains. Most likely. Uh, it's not, it's not that, not that, not that much telephoto. You're not, you're not thinking of the, uh, it's not quite the the super giant lenses that we see at a soccer game. I just say, okay. oh, yeah. open those curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Close them. Is what Cut, I'm saying. Them yeah, Cut we're, to we're Kevin. He has a huge lens anyways. on his iPhone, <laughs> like a tremendously long one. <laughs> we are. Uh, That'll be a Kickstarter attachment. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> we are speaking that. with our uh, our friend Ashley Escada, who, who talks to us uh, about all things tech. I wanted to ask because I never got the idea of the Apple Watch, but apparently it's still popular enough that they introduced a Series 5 yesterday. Anything new there that uh, people may, may want to know about? It is um, it is the most popular smartwatch by a by a country mile. Um, and uh, it, it's got some more minor updates this time around, uh, but one big one. So there's a lot of people did not enjoy the fact that you constantly have to lift your arm to, to have the screen turn on. Right. So it's lift to raise to wake. And uh, now they have an always-on function. So Apple Watch Series 5 will have an always-on function. So you don't have to lift your arm. So if you're working out, for example, or if you're doing something that you can't lift your arm to look at your watch, but you just want to check the time or you want to see the data that it's recording, uh, you'll be able to do that now. And they're saying that they can now do that without losing any battery life, uh, which was one of the reasons they did raise to wake in the first place was because it, it just ate way too much battery life at the beginning uh, to make it. All right. Even to make it viable to use all day as a, as a watch. Just before we run out of time, because I want to get to Apple TV Plus, uh, the new iPad, is it any different, worth getting, better, the same? Uh, so the new iPad is actually just a light update to a least expensive older model. So I, if you're interested in that, it's got a lower price. Um, it's it's 329 but there's some uh, processor upgrade, a screen upgrade, uh, but nothing totally crazy. That's a great uh, price. I had no idea it was that cheap. Yeah, so they, they that's their sort of like base full size iPad. Um, huh. So they're they're doing that. That's next week on the twentieth, and then Apple TV Plus is their streaming service. So Netflix, Disney Plus, this is a competitor to mm-hmm. that. Uh, it includes. Uh, there's only going to be a handful of shows at launch, which is on November first. It'll be five bucks a month. Uh, but if you buy a new Apple device, they'll give you a year subscription for free, which um, I think that they're kind of taking a very, a very Apple-like conservative approach to their content and saying, hey, like, we know we don't have a lot. We're not competing with Netflix yet. Um, it's going to take a long time for Apple to, to get to that point. Um, okay, so but let I me, think they're kind of making let, it really cheap. Let me ask Muggs, though. So, But when you bought your iPhone oh, ten no. last week, oh. you, you also got the free year of Apple TV Plus, right? Not so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will find that receipt. Ashley, you are uh, a delight, and we thank you, and we love you, and we miss you, and uh, stay in touch, okay? Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, appreciate it. 
It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's that very special time of year again. One of the coolest events of the year is the annual Above Ground Benefit Concert hosted by our friends Dave Navarro and Billy Morrison. It's going to be uh, Monday, September 16th at the Fonda Theater in Hollywood. Mental Health Awareness. The guys are in the studio with us right now on K-Rock. Hey, boys. Yeah. Are you catching that? Yeah, so I got the whole thing. I was trying to tell you not to talk to it. She was trying to explain. No. Well, speak into the microphone. In her defense, if you turn it to the top and you speak into the top, it doesn't work so well. Let's see. Yeah, that's not so It doesn't work so well. It sounds like you're talking to But why would I do that? A because it was do. angled down to you, so but you were I, I moving had, it. I wasn't speaking. So oh. Allie was like, talk is, into it. And Dave was like, well. oh, talk into the mic. I see. Talk over <laughs> now I get how these things and work. And by the way, Dave walked you in and spilled coffee ass. immediately. I am a smartass. I'm sorry. I can't help this. Yeah, Dave, Dave walked in. It was almost like he threw his coffee on the ground. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. In, my, in my defense, there was a slight aftershock. I don't know if you guys felt that. Okay. I didn't I feel it. It's, coming, it's going to come in across the wire right. in a minute. Okay. And then I said, just lick the carpet, and without missing a beat, Dave goes, I've done that. Well, I, I think I said if it was uh, if I spilled a jar of crack, I'd be on the carpet. No <laughs> you that, crack in jars? In the old days. Well, they, technically it's a vial. Okay. If you must know. Okay. <laughs> That's an old story. We don't need to go down. All right. Well, well I want to thank you guys for coming in. It was really <laughs> jar, a vial, whatever you want to do. It. Sure. A pill so box. This, this is Dave I'm Navarro. talking into it. What are you I, talking about? I, I am. It's him at 8 a.m. Yeah. I, I am. I woke up at 4, and I was just like this. <laughs> really? Immediately. Yeah. And then around noon, I... I Billy, that must drive you crazy. Well, yes and no, because I do get up early, but what happens is the crash. Around about noon, yeah. you, ain't, uh-huh. you ain't getting Dave till about six at night. Oh, right? I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I wake up really happy, jump out of bed, <laughs> I get a million things done, and by 11, I'm spent. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and then... How many of your friends have that same schedule? Oh, I don't know. None. I hadn't, I hadn't taken a poll, but well, I was wondering, now's a good like, time. Anyone <laughs> who has my schedule, <laughs> give a call in now. Well, she said your friends. Your friends. What I'm saying is, like, do you get to hang out with your friends when no, you're feeling your I think, best? Or you, you know, the truth is that I do Ink Master. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Above Ground with Billy, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm working on a bunch of different things. And the fact of the matter is I just have to get sleep when I can get it. Right. So... Whenever I'm awake, I'm cranking, and whenever I'm sleeping, I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll tend to nap, you know, just to get caught up. Just How so long's I can a get nap for you? Hour. Oh, oh, one of those. Just a, just a slide oh, out. My, flat I on wish the, I could do my it. My dad used to drive me crazy. He would go into his room for 10 minutes and come oh. out and say, I feel great. Yeah. And, and then say, say no, that's you all don't. you need. That's all you need. That's well, what he would say. The crazy thing for me with naps is I can lie down. And do ten, you know, in ten minutes, I'm out, flat on my back. Oh, lucky! But I can't sleep flat on my back for sleep. It's an odd. So you paradox. can for a nap, That's but right. you can't for sleep. Is it because How it's a longer sleep, amount of though? time? How yeah. do you sleep? I'm on. The, I'm a side sleeper. Your side? Oh yeah. But that comes from chronic lumbar problems and having to have pillows. This is the exact talk the whole... I thought we'd have with Dave Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, lumbar issues, sleep cycle. Wait, bro, let, let, me, let, me, let me just suggest to you that you're having this talk when Dave Navarro is 53. <laughs> you want to get me near 30? It's a whole other different, different, different conversation. So oh. you're raising money for your medical bills. It sounds like on Monday, Dave. That's what we're at, right? Is do well, something actually, about this man's back. If you want to know the truth? Actually, we're raising money for mental health awareness for music. Cares and actually, in all sincerity, Billy and I have both had our share of mental health issues. Certainly, and I'm sure you guys, have, of course, yeah. have very much. Actually, so. I've been a guest on this show in the yeah. crisis, in the process of having yeah. a mental health crisis. So, 
since we have been given, you know, the fortunate nature of carrying on our lives and being having some tools to to learn how to cope, we felt it was our duty to give back to other people in suffering, and that's what this show came about. Tell us about the show, Bill. You know, I I just felt when Chester went, yeah, this conversation happened, uh, Dave and I, around Chester's funeral. We'd lost Chris. We'd lost. Chester, we lost Scott a couple of years before, mm -hmm. and Dave and I were just like that, man, this is getting like, it's always been there, but it's getting a little close, and we must be able to do something, and our friends at Music Airs, who are just awesome, they're like boots on the ground, mm -hmm. you know, they will swoop in and take someone that same day. And it's specifically for musicians. <laughs> Well, it, it right? started like that, but it's any industry people. And now oh, it's extended okay. into the crew. It's extended into, you know, anybody. Because actually the crew are the people that, let's see, your microphone it did, is, it's is falling. falling. Right. It ain't me. It's so a limp mic. The Listen. crew, <laughs> thank God. Okay. Thank God. I dated him in 88. Limp Mike? Yeah. yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, it's a terrible so, nickname to be saddled with. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So AmeriCares. I'm sorry? America, you know, Music the cares. Music, Music cares. cares. Well, I, I was just saying that uh, we put this organization, just for those of you just tuning in, what Billy and I are doing is an organization called Above Ground, and this year we are performing two albums in their entirety, the first Stooges album in its entirety. Amazing. There will be a break. Dr. Drew will come out, say a few words. Bob Forrest will come out about mental health. Then we'll have an art auction. We have a street artist in the out front doing paintings and those paintings will be auctioned and then we will come back for a second set and do all of Ziggy Stardust in its entirety. Jeez. Wow. Jeez. And let me tell you something. When we chose these albums, if we'd have thought about it longer than 45 seconds, <laughs> like that, so one of us went, what about Ziggy? And the other one went, yes. <laughs> and then three days later when we've actually told people that's what we're doing, we realized the enormity creatively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a reason Ziggy Stardust isn't played in its entirety every year. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's strings album. and yeah. horns. Yeah. But I, I got to promise you, if you come down to the Fonda on Monday night, you're going to see something pretty special. We are driving around to this, doing this press stuff, going, "How are we doing this?" I know we're both mm. looking at each other, going, "Man, we're both <laughs> seriously." And like, and I mean this with all gratitude. Yeah. We're both ex junkie kids. He's from the streets of London. I'm from the. I'm actually from the streets of Burbank. You know, I used oh, to live. Well, no, I lived in a trailer park, and I was, you know, I was homeless. Mm -hmm. So it actually was, but. <laughs> But the fact of the matter is that we have, are, have been able to come up from, from those places and be in a position now to have done a lot of work and yeah. trial and error and tried things that didn't work and tried things that did work. And now to find some kind of peace and to realize that the only way to hang on to that peace is to give it back. Awesome. And, That's beautiful. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, I struggle from mental health issues all the time, you mm -hmm. know, and it's, uh, you know, I have my my path in terms of care self-care for that and I, i'm certainly not a doctor and i wouldn't ever suggest anything but what i can suggest is that there are organizations that can help you professionally and what i can tell you is that it is a great strength to reach out for hope yes and help that's that it that right there we, the message is so simple and it's, don't keep it to yourself well yeah. that's, talk that's about, the message talk about it Get it's home. okay to ask for help i one of my things is when i was growing up if i'd have said to my parents i'm depressed i would have got well, join the army or get a hobby or buck up, you know, like yeah. you'll be fine. Well, it's a British thing, the stiff upper lip. And it kills people. Yeah. yeah. That attitude the, kills people. Yeah. The best one, is, best one is just go make some friends. And the fact is the kid's already feeling isolated right. and yeah. alone. Like, how's he going to make friends? So that's even more isolating of a, of a demand to put on the child. And that causes more trauma, more fear, more chaos. And there's nothing stronger 
than asking for help. Exactly. That, that is such right. a strong uh, move. One thing, there's, only, there's only one difference between the people that, that died and, the, and Dave and I is that we actually asked for help yeah. and were granted that help. So, yeah. if And we, sometimes over and over and over again yeah. until yeah. it takes what it takes. Yep. And it's part of your journey. But one thing I will say, and uh, for anybody out there who's suffering from such an illness or is, is struggling, I would just be careful about who you reach out to for help. Because reaching out for help, you know, put it this way. I'm going to be perfectly candid about it. There are certain people in my life that are not emotionally equipped to hear what I have to say. Mm -hmm. So I don't talk to those people. It's a very simple thing. I find someone I trust, someone I can commiserate with, someone who I think has great advice, someone who can perhaps uh, direct me to right counselor or right therapist. But if you go to someone who's going to come at you with judgment and tell you what you're doing wrong and that you have nothing to be depressed about and you should be grateful because look at all the people that are, you know, suffering in the world, that doesn't resonate. That doesn't resonate because the trauma that they're feeling is a physiological, physical trauma that embeds itself in the nervous system, parasympathetic nervous system, and it lives with us for years and years and years. And so joining a sports team isn't the answer. Making new friends isn't the answer. It's, uh, it, it requires a lot of deep care and work, and I'm here to tell you that it's worth the work. Let me interrupt you, Dave, because this is a very important topic, and it's uh, you and uh, Billy are both speaking very powerfully and honestly on this, and I appreciate it. We have to take a very quick break, though. When we come back, we want to talk about the the incredible lineup that you have yeah. for Monday night. It's nuts. It, it's not it's just this, it's not just the song selection you'll be hearing. Wait till you hear who's going to be playing and singing at this event at the Fonda. Tickets are on sale right now. By the way, at axs.com. This is a can't miss Monday night at the Fonda. Dave Navarro and Billy Morrison are our guests. Quick break. We'll be right back on K Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law QFM in Pasadena. 106.7. Yeah. Yeah. Rock. My request from David Navarro. <laughs> 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 that's, we don't get a lot of requests for jingles here. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's dating back to my early days of K Rock. Do, do you know when it when K Rock started? K Rock started in 76. 76. Okay, okay, yeah. So my memory, my memory was the early 80s K Rock. Yeah. You know, rock of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then it became the rock of the 90s, and here we are, well into the 21st century, I, I amazingly say, still on the air. I say we go retro, man. <laughs> I right? like it. I like Dave, it. you should check out the uh, the rock of the 80s, the K-Rock HD2 channel if you don't listen to that. It's incredible. I, I was just hip to that. I'm, I'm oh, going to check it so out. so good. Yeah. Okay, so cool. good. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Dave Navarro back in studio with us on the Kevin Beach. Always great to catch up with you and your friend Billy Morrison as well. Above Ground, the second annual, is happening this Monday night at the Fond in Hollywood. Now, you mentioned you're doing the first Stooges album, which for uh, folks who don't know, that's the classic album with 1969 and I want to you know, I want to be a dog and all those songs and then Bowie's uh, um, Ziggy Stardust as well. But talk about some of the people that you have performing on stage with you that night because it's in, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to see this thing. It's actually a once in a lifetime opportunity to play at this thing. <laughs> like me and Dave, every time someone went, yeah, sure, which by the way, everyone we asked 
this disease, mental illness, obviously affects everyone or their uh, family or their friends or their peers because everyone we've asked from the business people, like, you know, the rehearsals and the lights, down to every artist have just gone, of course we will help. This list goes on and on, but personal highlight for me is Al Jurgensen from Ministry. Mm -hmm. Nice. Actually coming down and performing with us. It's going to be great. Billy Idol, Perry Farrell, Gavin Rossdale, Juliette Lewis, Jack Black. Then you get the guitar players, Steve Vai, Billy Duffy, Steve Stevens, Dave Kushner, Wayne Kramer from the MC5. Unbelievable. Oh, I freak out a little bit. I, 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 should, I should add that we have Carmine Rojas, who is... David Bo Bowie's bass player. Bowie, right. yeah. and, and Mike Garson, Mike Garson, who was an original Spider, <laughs> playing piano. Wow. That, you, wow. know, you know the movie The Hammersmith 1972, yeah. the last time I'm ever, blah, blah, blah. Mike's in that. Wow. So wow. last year, last year, I mean, we're so fortunate because we put this thing together and it kind of evolves. And last year we did Adam and the Ants, Kings of the Wild Frontier, mm -hmm. top to back. And we eventually got Marco Peroni to fly in from England to play guitar with us in his own band. Like he, <laughs> <Unprecedented>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like a cover band of his band that he's in. <laughs> right. He's like, this is, this is I weird called him night. up. I called him up in England, and he went, "You want me to do what?" <laughs> <laughs> but to that guy's credit, he flew over, and, and for the first time in twenty odd years, he played Adam and the Ants songs with me, and he had, he, a, he, had, he had a blast. And so yeah. this time we got you know some. You guys actual... must feel like you must feel like Make a Wish kids in a rock camp. Yeah, we're making our wishes. Well, I'll tell you, you know what? It's funny you should say that. Now, if I could answer that real quick. Yeah. So Billy and I put this whole thing together because we want to do something for mental health awareness. And I, I've been I've been suicidal before and I've gone through my ups and downs. Everybody knows that. And Billy has been through his own demons too. So we put this thing together and it really worked out to be like a really beautiful thing. But the work required in terms of reaching out to the artist, looking for people that's going to be able to donate, people like Law Rocks, looking for Golden Voice, looking for the support that we can get Music Hairs to try and get a venue to put it together, to put it schedules. And it's really Billy and I and our manager kind of spearheading all this thing, which is a lot, a lot, a lot of yeah. work. Then you have the rehearsals and learning the songs and making sure every guest is happy and so forth. And then there's the content on stage and there's all kinds of things that Billy and I are overseeing. So in addition to doing this thing, we don't have a moment to think about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in the process of doing this is the gift of being free of self-consciousness. And it's all about the giving. And then the reward at the end of the thing, so we're so in it because it's not about money for us. It's not about making us famous. It's not about a record deal. It's not about an industry. It's just about giving back. So at the end of the thing, it's like the best show I ever played because mm. nowhere in there was my neurosis. It's the people. And, I, and uh, at the same time, there was a, mag a massive gift on the other side of it that we didn't expect that was so rewarding that was more rewarding than any show I'd ever been with. And frankly, in addition to all that, I get to just hang out with my friends and play my yeah. favorite songs of yeah. all time with my favorite artists. Yeah. That yeah. gift normally ha well, it happened last year, the, the morning after, when Dave FaceTimed me. And finally, because it's all gone by then, all the stress of putting right. this on. And we're just looking at each other going, oh my God, what an amazing, mm. what an amazing experience for everyone in the room, not us. All the musicians have a great time. The, look, we're bringing in a video wall. You know, one of them things that, like, the Stones have? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
We're shoving um, a, a video wall in the fonder that is bigger than the stage. I don't actually know how these people do it. But when I did the walkthrough, I'm like, I don't care. Make it happen. I want Rolling Stones size. And, and these guys, everyone, PRG, Centre Stage, and they've all stepped up and just gone, okay, let's really do this. What an event. So in space, Brett. You don't film this at all, in right? In space. <laughs> do you film it at all? <laughs> we, uh, it's difficult. We will film it for mm -hmm. our own uh, you, there's so many releases you'd have to get yeah, yeah. 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 you can't yeah. publishing but you know your little Instagram 15 second oh look what we did you know mm -hmm. and uh, just really to try and forward the donations after the event to keep I'm just thinking about the rest of us that aren't going to be lucky enough to be in the Fonda Theatre on Monday I'm actually, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because as odd as this may sound there is a way to still participate yeah. and give to the cause I know it's unfortunately you won't be able to attend but tickets are available at axs.com they're 59 bucks. It's a worth it. Yeah. And if you can't make it, but you want to support the charity and the cause, buy a ticket. A hundred 100% of that ticket yeah. is going to go to Music Heads. Wow. We don't take a dime. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. No, it's a it's huge just, production to oh, not take a dime. It's costing us money. <laughs> <laughs> tell, our, tell our accountants that because they're really like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. It's all right for me, man, because I've spent so much on others. So it's, it's a small price to pay to give back. Uh, that's twice you've sworn on the air now, Dave, if you're not keeping track. I just, you know, it, the, I, 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 radio. I, I apologize. I do a podcast. I know you do. And, I, yep. and I'm just so mm -hmm. used to, I'm used to, I'm used to a format where nobody's listening. Well, you, <laughs> well, you have that for you. Yeah. You have that, but you can't yeah, curse. Just, yeah, you just can't curse here. <laughs> All right. So Dave Navarro, Billy Morrison, everybody from Billy Idol to Jack Black to Perry Farrell to Gavin Rosdale, uh, uh, Juliet Lewis, Steve Stevens, Wayne Kramer, Al Jorgensen. The list goes on and on and on. It's an unbelievable once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you to raise money for a wonderful cause. As Dave mentioned, tickets on sale now are at AXS.com. Billy, you're going to be able to play, just before we say goodbye, you're going to be able to play guitar on Monday with your, with your broken arm there? I, I broke it at exactly the right time uh, because it's <laughs> healing just at the right time. Yeah, I, I mean, I had to go through that tour we did with Brian Adams it was really painful. Uh, I mean, you yeah. can't... Everyone's like, you play guitar? I'm like, yeah, it's my job, you know? Yeah, yeah but you break a bone in your elbow, it seems difficult. Doesn't yeah. matter. It is difficult, but it's healing nicely. <laughs> Listen, by, if by Axel Monday. can pull up in a exactly. wheelchair, <laughs> this guy's <laughs> playing guitar. So, yeah, the answer is we were, we're both uh, on form. and we're Fantastic. Ready. And apologies for my misuse of the Queen's English there, sir. <laughs> Not a problem. We, you're welcome anytime, both of you. Have a great time Monday night. We'll see you again. Yeah, right? thank Thanks, you so much, guys. Thank you. Bet. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. I think we're going to have to remember September 11 in its reality because somehow I think it pushes the human consciousness toward finding ways to avoid this in the future. But if you censor it too much, if you try to find too many euphemisms for what happened, then I think you rob people of the ability to actually relive it and therefore motivate them to prevent it from happening in the future. We're back at 8 
this is a special report. A major incident occurred here. There has been a plane crash. I just witnessed the plane hit directly in the middle of uh, one of the World Trade Center towers. The FBI is now investigating
or bring justice to our enemies, justice will be done. I have a message for our military. Be ready. The hour is coming when America will act, and you will make us proud. This nation is freedom's home and freedom's defender. And we owe so much, so much, to the men and women who step forward to protect those freedoms. Brave men and women, indeed, operating there in what continues to be a very dangerous environment. We're blessed with extraordinary men and women who risk their lives each day so that each of us can live in peace and freedom. More than self, they are clearly doing this proud in Afghanistan. An American flag flies outside the childhood home of John Joseph Edmonds in Cheyenne, Wyoming. America! A symbol of the patriotism his family still feels even after losing the 20-year-old Army specialist in the war against terrorism. God gold refined. And for that, all America is grateful. America, said, has sent the best of her young men around the world. Not to conquer, but to liberate. Not to terrorize, but to help. I'm also very thankful to you, the men and women who wear our uniform. We carry the torch passed to you by hundreds of policemen and firefighters who raised our country's flag over the wreckage. Not just for the peace of mind of our own citizens, but to free people in Afghanistan from one of the most wretched and despised and oppressive regimes anywhere in the world. Thanks to you, many Afghan women are walking in public again and walking with dignity. My mother wants me to go to school and become an educated person and get a job someday. I wish to work and I now I decided to work from 5 of morning until 10 of night. Because I, I stayed at home 5 years, I want to make it equal. <laughs> We're happy God is kind, says the old man busy carving fools again. The true God, they say, the one they have always worshipped. There's a town in Montana by the name of Shoto, and Montana's been in the middle of a drought for three years. And if you got no rain, you can't grow anything. And if you can't grow anything, you can't farm. And that's the way life is in a small town. 1600 people last night at the high school auditorium they they had a rally and not just a rally for new york city but a rally to raise money for new york city and and if that doesn't tell you uh, everything you need to know about the the spirit of the united states then, uh, i can't help you we see our national character and rescuers working past exhaustion and long lines of blood donors and thousands of citizens who have asked to work and serve in any way possible. The mother's asked to the hand. Every generation's gone through it. Even though this is a, a horrific tragedy, this is New York's finest hour. To me, it shows the greatness of America that uh, people who would be perceived as common people can perform such un uncommon acts of valor. Even after the towers fell, literally hundreds of firemen went right back in. Their loved one had let two elevators go because he was older. People in the elevator were younger. Every day, total strangers were showing up with supplies. Somebody said that if you could still use towels. People who faced death and in their last moments called home to say, be brave, and I love you. 
passengers who defied their murderers and prevented the murder of others on the ground. Rescuers, the ones whom death found, running up the stairs and into the fires to help others. Beloved priest died giving the last rites to a firefighter. American Red Cross, the Salvation Army, and the United Way. Never know all the heroes. The person who calmed someone and got them out of the building. The person who organized their fall so that everybody could evacuate. workers finding a disabled stranger carried her down 68 floors to safety. A group of men drove through the night from Dallas to Washington to bring skin grafts for burn victims. For those of us who lived through these events, the only marker we'll ever need is the tick of a clock at the 46th minute of the eight hour of the 11th day. We remember where we were and how we felt. We remember the dead and what we owe them. We remember what we lost and what we found. Grief and tragedy and hatred are only for a time. Goodness, remembrance and love have no end. That is also available at krock.com. Yeah, like if you want to, to hear that. it again, or you want to uh, uh, play it for people or share it with friends, it's up there. I'm sorry, Camille, that we made you ugly cry again this year as you just tweeted it. But uh, got to do it. Today's the day. Great job, Kevin. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I can't believe I'm about to ask Allie this question. But is Liam Gallagher appearing at a Peaky Blinders festival this weekend? He's obsessed. What is no. Peaky what did you Blinders? Do? You Why opened the do door. That? Boo! <laughs> you asked Freddy Krueger to enter your dreams. <laughs> I just don't get it. He loves Peaky Blinders. Uh, he, wants a, he wants a role on Peaky Blinders so bad. He has been like begging for a role on the show. But he's so much of a fanboy that he's going to a convention. They they do a lot of things all over the place, Birmingham, everywhere, where they have huge festivals. This radio Stop person it. is the whole problem. Listen, he asked. Stop it. I don't know why no one's ever told us about that show. What else okay. is happening, Allie? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> It's a 9.41 time for what's happening. So uh, there's a yet untitled pilot um, chronicling the professional and personal lives of the 1980s Lakers. Is who, it Heimer? Who, of course, <laughs> built a dynasty, helped define the era both on and off the court. It's based on Jeff Perlman's book, Showtime. Magic, Kareem, Riley, and the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers dynasty. Good book, by the way. Good book. Going to be a great show because it's being produced and directed by Adam McKay. All right. Already All right. in, right? Yeah. Yep, so yep. they had Michael Shannon in the role of Jerry Buss in the project. He was initially cast. He has, he has left, exited due to creative differences. Somebody else has stepped in for HBO's drama about the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers as Jerry Buss. That Big man. Who? Frankenstein. Not Frankenstein. He's nuts. He's nuts indeed. Nope. Hmm. I'm... Uh... Kaiser Garman. Oh, wow. <laughs> nope. Wow, jeez. Kaiser Permanente. Again, that's a, a hospital. 
Hmm. Kevin. Kevin? Nope. Not, not Turd Kevin. Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. Great Sancho guess. Sancho Panza. Uh-uh. Hmm. Dick Poop. Dick Poop, not a person. <laughs> Uncle Fat. A, a, just a nickname for someone. Is it Dick? Again, a lot of Dick. <laughs> Mr. Shaquille O'Neal. I didn't need that. Shaquille O'Neal will not be playing Jerry Buss. Lin-Manuel, uh, uh, what's his name? Miranda. Mm -hmm. uh, not him either. It is none other than Grammy Award winner Kenny G. I wish it was. It is not. Owl City? Owl City is a band and we hate them. His name's Furlock Bones. No, it's not. That's not even that's a take on Sherlock Holmes. And it's not Carl. even Carl. No oh, one's heard from that you guy in a long time. Oh my, asking Bean how what he found drop him. is that? Of the Baker Boy saying ha Carl. <laughs> Um, that was Jensen's rap name. Deuce, yeah. by the way. By the way. What? Hmm? Say again, sir. This is David Deuce, by the way. Oh, whoa. Okay, oh, no, right. it's not. Yeah. It is uh, DJ not Qualls? him. Not DJ Qualls? Bobo. Mm-mm. Bobo plays oh, call the me the hose. <laughs> no one calls you the hose, sir. Uh, we don't want you in this movie. Becky with the good hair? It's not Becky. Mm -mm. Hmm. Or was it Green Lantern? It was not Green Lantern. I try on. No. Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. Not Terry. You guys just, you want me to tell you? Yeah. Whichever yeah. Tilly isn't the um, one that gambles. <laughs> right. Is that <laughs> great, it is? great. Still good. <laughs> um, 16th century that. Flemish geographer, Garadis Mercator. No, but wow. good pull, Wouldn't that be sir. amazing if it, it was? What if it was? Yitzhak Rabin. Mm -mm. No, Jim, it's not. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Joel McHale! It's not Joel McHale. Christopher Cross. Nope. He's I hope it's me. I hope <laughs> it's you too, sir. David All right, I think we, I think we give up. No, no, you missed David Beckett Chastaham. Is Sorry. it David Beckett Chastaham? It's not even a person. Oh. It's Cat. It's not Cat. Okay. No, this person will be playing the late team owner, Jerry Buss, in the movie. Could also be lots of other people. It also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay? Technically. It technically could, sir. Could. Uh, it's not, though, because we have seen him recently, and he's in shape. His name is John Robert. C. Riley. Oh! John C. Riley. Which wow. right Casting. there, I, I will like it. see that immediately. Wow. So hurry up, Adam McKay. I wow. wanted you to talk Bean, but I'm fine with John C. <laughs> Riley. John C. Riley is amazing. <laughs> Do you remember the last time we had him on and I had read an article that he goes roller skating just to kind of de-stress? Yep. I've never in my life had that amount of joy thinking about another human being roller skating. But John C. Riley. Yeah, he's the best. Oh, He's so wonderful. Love him. Good casting. So hurry up, HBO. Hurry up, Adam McKay. I want to watch that I thought that we show. had some pretty good guesses, though. I thought great we were close. Guesses. Yeah. Great guesses. I feel like maybe we could rule out Kaiser Permanente, though. <laughs> Seeing as that. You never know. It is a hospital. It would be a beautiful name, though. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> but can we rule out, I'm the urinator. Uh, no, we cannot rule nope. that out. Always actually, a possibility. Yeah, and it's possible Kaiser Permanente might, might actually be the actual mm -hmm. name at some point. Yeah. You guys, we talked the other day about um, how Danielle had lost her wallet yes. at mm -hmm. Target, and immediately someone began using the credit card. Correct. Which sucks, because... Mm -hmm. uh, or or it was pickpocketed. We don't know. Yeah. Right. We don't know. Um, we'll this never is know. something that never even crossed my mind as could happen. A Tokyo cashier with a photographic memory <laughs> was busted 
when he used his natural ability to rip off credit card information wow. from more than a thousand customers. Wow. Sources with the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department said the cashier memorized customers' credit card information just while ringing them up at the mall. That's amazing. Amazing, right? He allegedly then went on a spending spree back in March using the stolen credit card numbers from a staggering 1,300 customers. You see these people from time to time on talk shows who can memorize... A, a string of numbers, a thousand numbers long. Yes, right. You know, and why couldn't you do that with credit cards if you yeah. had that kind of photographic memory? But um, I'm just kind of sad for this guy after he went through all this trouble. Um, he was charged. Uh, here's how much he stole uh, money wise. Two hundred and seventy thousand dollars Japanese yen, which is twenty six hundred dollars mm-hmm. in U.S. money. How many, how many yes. credit cards? Uh, it was from 1,300 customers. 1,300? Was he doing buying gum with each one? Right? <laughs> he's like, how much for the Q-tips? It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> wow. He's, he's terrible at he's that. He can remember this. numbers, but he can't shop. He probably figured small charges aren't going to pop up to anyone, so I he'd guess. get away with it. But Maybe. Yeah. Cuckoo, right? Mm. I don't love it. Um, I still don't understand, and we've talked about this before, how they can, how casinos can ban people who have photographic memories. Like I, counting cards? You yeah, mean? I still don't understand how that's uh, that's something that's legal to do. Well, aren't they, they ch- cheating at the game, technically? But I guess it's cheating. a skill. Though they say that they're able to ban anyone they want mm-hmm. yeah. before you yeah. go in. I mean, that's just part of the rules. But, I mean, you're allowed to kind of keep track on yes. how many face cards have been in play, but yeah, you're not but- allowed to exactly keep track. I mean, that's essentially what they're saying right? Yes, that is what they're saying. Last but time they I was use in six Vegas. or seven decks, and so it makes it a lot harder. You can't mm-hmm. really count that well. Yeah, they were trying to figure out if I was counting cards, but I was just, I was playing blackjack. <laughs> were you just yelling out loud? Seven, <laughs> nine, Literally four. counting, like, <laughs> 17. So that could, it's an ace, it could be a one. Or a, okay. You do not want to play any she was counting game. She wasn't literally counting, cards. counting the cards. It's yeah. not pretty. Don't go to Vegas with me, $227,940,000. That's well done. The numbers to Thank be memorized. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Some birthdays for you. Harry Connick Jr., Taraji P. Henson, Moby, and Ludacris. When I say Luda, y'all say Chris. Luda. Chris. What? What's happening? <laughs> Thanks, Allie. 5 p.m. commercial-free hour with Stryker and Klein is happening. Thanks to a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning on all new Kevin and Bean Show, uh, Jensen is here with Get Up On This. He's mm-hmm. going to introduce us to something we should know about. Uh, he's also going to review the fanatic. Yeah, it's uh, I do is, the things for this show that really put me in harm's danger. This is uh, in harm's danger. Harm's way also. Uh, this is John Travolta's latest movie. John Travolta produced and co-written by Fred Durst, and it, that's really all you need to know. Can't wait. R.J. Bell with his picks for week two of the NFL, and Dr. Drew joins us as well tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.